say I am not impressed. What's up? You're sitting here with Brian yeah. before I arrive. Oh, What's right, that all yeah. about? Well, are I you, he's um, turned up. He's turned up, hasn't he? Are you trying to, um, you know, plot behind my back? Well, sh- well boys together and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Green up. Cows Don't Fly. <laughs> Welcome to Green Cows Argue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't you worry, you'll be fine. You'll be hearing from us. I mean, sorry, uh, yeah, it's everything's <laughs> fine. We call you, nothing, don't nothing, call nothing, us. Nothing to worry, nothing to worry about. <laughs> he was talking about his, how, he, how he envisages extending his piece of uh, Mystic Bran, and I'm just trying to humour him. He's gone to the loo at the moment. Good, he should stay there. Mm, sorry, I'm drinking tea, folks. Uh, yes. yes, you see, you even got drinks before you got me one. Yeah, I've well, got to go and get my own drinks in a minute. Well, yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what, have a a slab of chocolate cake on us. Well, I suppose we um, ought to get cracking. I suppose we ought to, really. Where on earth are we? We're Uh, we're doing chapter five today. Yeah. Um, Oh, right, okay, yeah. And uh, what happened last time? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. (laughs) We've got two in the can, so um, I'd I'd have to investigate those. I think it had something to do with going to Brighton. Yes, yes. Bob was Bob was running out of charge, wasn't he? In one of them, and he's got charged yeah. up again. And, oh, and they met, met a hippie. Met a hippie, didn't we, they? Yes, and we met King Titus last time. Yes, I think, in his shoe, shoe polisher. No, he's coin polisher. Frank his coin Pence. polisher, Frank Pence. That's right. Yeah, and um, we've got uh, strange lights. Yeah, strange lights and, in the um, sky. Bob yeah. needs to phone home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's where Basically. we're at then. So well. No time like the present. Well, I hope Brian washes his hands after the toilet. So do I. Don't accept anything from him, just in case. I'll get my own cake. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him a pair of latex gloves to wear. Ah, uh, so you finally arrived then. What sort of time do you call this, young lady? Well, I can turn up whenever I like. Yeah, bees management. You're just the help, Brian. Wind your neck in. Now, let's get going. Chapter 5. The Thing in the Cellar They all land back at the Olive Alarms wine loft in a tangled rugby scrum of arms and legs with bodies entwined. Oops, says Grandolf. Something went wrong there, but I'm not sure what. Sorry, people. They all look miffed except for Crazel, who's wearing the most beaming of smiles as he disentangles himself from both Ologia and Pristina. No, no who's saying this line? Crazel. Is it? Oh, he's Scottish, isn't he? Ah, oh, right. yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, no worries, G-Man. Shit happens. No harm done. It could happen to the bishop. Ouch! Yells Crazel <laughs> as Elogia's as as metal-clad boot connects with his arse. If you don't keep your hands to yourself, I will snap them off. See, now, we weren't, we were led to believe that uh, Crazel had changed, but it doesn't look like it, does it? No, clearly not. He's in there helping himself. <laughs> Tangling himself with both girls. Yeah. He didn't get tangled with Grandolf, Grandolf uh, did he? No. No. Or Bob. Or Bob. No. Mind you, there's probably not yeah. much to entangle with. No. Well, no, you could sort of 
pass through. Pa- yeah, he could try. <laughs> it's like trying to catch a balloon or something like that. But he's sort of, you know, he's sort of bouncing all over the place. Yeah, mind you, if you sort of watch these um, things like Star Trek, mm. they do seem to have matter. These holograms. They do, yeah. I mean, you can see sort of shadows and stuff like that. Data casts a shadow from time to time. They don't Data, get the lighting. He's, yeah. he's, he, he's a robot. He's oh, not that's a true. That's true. Actually, he's an android, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We strike that from the record. It's the Doctor. <laughs> I like the Doctor actually. He's happily grumpy. No, not happily grumpy. He's pleasantly grumpy. He is. He's got a good bedside manner, the Doctor. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway who's cool? But it? your um, Crazel there went a bit Billy Colony. Ah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> the big in. The big in. <laughs> I don't know. We're probably we're going to offend everybody in the UK, I would have thought, before this is over. Why? Um, Billy Connolly is fun. None of that Scottish. You a good impression for him. I'm just, thinking, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, I should save my own, my own accent for um, a, you know, a, a new character. Yeah. Could Maybe be from somebody. Belfast, so he could speak like this, so he could... Is that your real, real voice then? That is oh, yes, voice, yes, love, that's my real <laughs> voice. I, I talk like a sore dude normally. Uh. <laughs> you do, I hope you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's my mother tongue. Uh, right, so where the hell are we after all that? Um, um, uh, although I just said, said yes. if you don't keep your hands to yourself, I will snap them off. Meanwhile, realising that somehow he's no longer in Brighton, the hippie guy has an expression of half terror, half incredulity, sort of, Incredera. Like, wow, man, what's happened, guys? Where's the sea gone? And the pretty far-out lights, too, he says. <laughs> We're no longer by the sea, my friend. We're at my public house some 300 miles thence, explains Grandolph. Scrolling the page. Hey, cool, man, that's amazing. Kind of, kind of zipping about the cosmos. He's got a bit effet, hasn't he? Up until... <laughs> Up until now, I've needed certain substances to pull that trick off. Hanging about with you, old man, dude, is going to save me one heck of a lot of bread. What is your name? Grandolf asks the hippie guy. My friends call me Moonbeam Dawning, but my real name's Malcolm, says Moonbeam Dawning. You can't say it, can you? Oh, can't. <laughs> you no, call him Malk. <laughs> yeah, Malk, Malky, yeah. Right. Moonbeam Dawning? Moonbeam Dawning, yes, that's a classic hippie name, isn't it? <laughs> It's kind of a contradiction because moonbeam, yeah. dawn. Yeah. So, well, the kind of a moonbeam and then the impending dawn is, you know, carried away spiritually by the dawning light or something like. You know, you know what hippies are like. Isn't there a song about something about the dawning of the universe or something? Probably. Oh, yeah. This, oh, that's is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, isn't it? Oh, that's that, it. <laughs> that's from her, isn't it? That's a really old musical. I was a kid when that was out. Don't admit that. <laughs> no, well, I've read about it. Don't you worry about that. Uh, right. Right, here we are. So, several of the company do double takes and one or two snigger behind the backs of their hands. Now, here's an interesting point here. Snigger. They say snicker in America, don't they? They snicker. snicker. Yeah, they snicker at things. They don't snigger at things. Is that America? Is that why? Uh, is that an American expression? Because I'm my um, autocorrect hates that because I keep saying it. Not saying yeah. it, but... Typing it, Snickers. Yes, Snicker. Yeah, because Snickers, Snickers bar of chocolate, isn't it? Oh, yes. Well, in fact, and it used yeah. to be a marathon, a didn't nice it? Nice one. It used to be a marathon back in the day. Snick, you know, marathon. Yeah, you they remember? rebranded yeah, that one, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Along with things like Jif Cleaner, which became Ziff. 
Oh yes, and oil of Eule, not that I use. Oil of Eule, oh, oh yeah. Oh, your product oh. placing again, placing, yeah. you know. Yeah, no. olive oil, yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to use that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right, okay, where are we? Uh, That's a bit mad so far, aren't it? It is so far, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to have to edit the, edit the bejesus out of this. Um, the readers are still with us. <laughs> oh yeah, They're all, all this, much of the drivel will be sort of swept, swept to the sides. Don't you worry about that. Uh, right, so who's Double next? Double takes. That's Grandolf, isn't it? It's Grandolf, OK. So, People did snigger. So snicker behind their, snigger behind their hands. We too shall call you Moonbeam Dawning then, as you're with friends here, says Grandolf. If you're sure you still wish to join us, that is. Yeah, come me in. I wanted to do this kind of shit since I was a kid, says Moonbeam Dawning. OK, very well, you're in. Therefore, it necessitates we fill you in on the story so far. And outline our, what our plans are for the future, says Grandolf. Sure thing, dude, says Moonbeam Dawning, struggling with his accent. <laughs> Grandolf quickly fills Moonbeam Dawning in on the story so far and what the quester's plans are for the future. So, have you got all that? asks Grandolf. Yeah, says Moonbeam Dawning. Excellent. Our latest quester is up to speed. Let us continue to make our plans then, says Grandolf. Oh shit, that's me. That's you, come on. I suggest we remove the talisman from the jigsaw at precisely 9.09am tomorrow morning. Oh? Oh, oh, says Grandolf coming in early. Why so? Because it looks quite good in print and that's important. Yes, good point there, I agree. What do you say, Bob? So does she know that she's being in a book? Or that she is in a book, clearly? And she says, because it looks quite good in print. Yes, she might do. (laughs) Are we breaking the fourth wall here? (laughs) 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 break the whole house down we're breaking everything in the house we've got one brick standing in this bloody house Um, yes you must do that's a a, a writery joke that must be a writery joke she's aware oh dear she's aware she could well yeah she's looking that's the equivalent of looking directly down the camera isn't it we'll get emails from her I suggest we better do a a horoscope for her to keep her happy oh yes well yes well she's probably got an interesting background hasn't she so I would have thought so um so anyway sorry oh it's alright why so says Grandolf because it looks quite good in print and that's important she says yes good point I agree what do you say Bob says Grandolf (laughs) yes oh no (laughs) remember your toilet voice oh yeah Yes, I think it's a good idea too. <laughs> I wish I'd gone different. I wish I'd, given time, given, given the benefit of the hindsight, I could have done Bob so much so differently. You regret that for the rest of your life. Yeah. I should have made him Welsh or something, you know, easier. But anyway, <laughs> and what say you, Crazel? Yes, I like the. Yes, I like the sound. Oh, do you bloody well think so? Yes, I like this idea as well. So do I. Excellent. Then we're all agreed, says Grandolf. Moonbeam Donnie says... I've forgotten what they're agreeing on. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, I, oh, oh, but taking in the jigsaw out at 9.09, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 9.09. 9.09 precisely, 9.09am. Moonbeam Donning says nothing. Because as a newbie to the group, he doesn't want to make any mistakes and show himself up as being a bit of an idiot. I know. We shall celebrate our friendship with a glass of blackcurrant wine, announces Grandolf. It was going to be blackberry wine, but somebody pointed out to me. Blackberry was wrong. Yes. So blackcurrant wine, announces Grandolf. But before he, Grandolf that is, can do anything, there's a dull muffled voice from down below in the bar. What was that? 
says Crazel. Oh, that's Christina. I don't know, but it sounded a bit spooky and scary. Like maybe some kind of malevolent force in the pub's basement. Oh, says Christina. But that's bad, isn't it? You know, this is the thing. This is the classic setup now of something nasty going down in the basement. You s- yeah, the monster down. You sit there in the movies. Don't go down there, but of course some blundering agent always goes down and gets slashed from head to foot. <laughs> yeah, they usually bring a baseball bat with them. They, they do, yeah, it's no good, though. Or kitchen knife. Because whatever's down there, some sort of nasty piece of work, you know. Who's going to go there? I'll bet you one of them goes down. Then it is handy you have joined us, Moonbeam Dawning, because who better to investigate a strange and possibly malevolent entity in an old basement but a sort of detached hippie guy? Says Grand, he's right. Says Grandoffer. Normally, you're, you know, your happy guys are normally two a penny in these things, aren't they? they normally, come to a sticky yeah. end. Like disposable. Yeah. Oh God, I'm a bit worried for him. I hope he's <laughs> going to be around. This kid might be around too long. <laughs> he might be happier to stick with the drugs instead of coming pitching his lot in with this lot. Should have stayed in Brighton. He should have done. Yeah, looking at the cool lights, man. Right. Well, that's you, oh, Elijah. Come on, Elijah. Come on. Yes, that's right. It happens in all the slasher films. Says Elijah. Yes, indeed. In Throat Slasher Mayhem, Stallone and I got through quite a list of expendable hippies before we finally slew the antagonist, smiles Grandolph. Um, is it too late to pull out of this caper? Says Moonbeam Dawning. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm afraid so, dear boy. Once you're in, then you're in. What's more, you know all the secrets. You cannot possibly pull out now, explains Grandolph. Fuck it, says Moonbeam Dawning, his plight slowly, suddenly dawning on him. Well, he's in trouble, and he's in trouble whatever yeah, way he goes now. He knows now. he's gone. He's gone. Is he going to make it? This is a thing. I don't know. Get on to Paddy Parr, see if he makes it. I don't know. Paddy Parr? Almost sounds like a kind of a dissident <laughs> Irish terrorist group, doesn't it? Oh, right. Well, <laughs> well they're in the boogies. <laughs> Uh, well, oh, dear. What's the bet it'll blow up? Yeah, probably. Um, but don't worry, it might not be so bad. And what's more, you won't be alone. We'll be on the stairs just behind you. But this is your destiny, and you must now act. A bestial tortured will rends the air like an evil beast looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time to get busy. Let's check this out. You take the lead, says Grandolph. Indicating to Moonbeam Dawning that he, Moonbeam Dawning, that is, should take the lead. There's another blood-curdling howl from below. Ow! And Moonbeam Dawning recoils in fear. And, moon, and Moonbeam Dawning recoils in fear. Come, come now. Do you regularly, do you regularly howl at things? I yes, sound I do. Like you've outside in the moonlight. What, what, what's, every four, what's every four weeks? I go into the back garden. It's there. Big, big silver disc in the sky. Sit under a tree. <laughs> you know, catch up, you know, eats passing creatures and stuff like that. And uh, breath stinks in the morning. And I'm okay again for another four weeks after that. Come, come now. You'll get nowhere with such a namby-pamby, lily-livered attitude. Get down those stairs and show that thing, whatever it is, just exactly who's in charge, urges Grundle. There's nothing else for it and reluctantly Moonbeam Dawning starts off through the trapdoor into the bar below. The others follow him, and when they're all in the bar, another terrible wail almost shakes the pub to its very foundations. Ow! Hmm, I've been thinking. Something must have hitched a ride with us when we teleported back from Brighton. An evil presence of some kind. The soul of some ancient beast that upon arrival has immediately fled to the dark and dank basement, says Grandolph. Yep, that'll be it. 
It could be a blargog, says Bob. What in the name of all that is good as a blargog, Bobster, says Crazel. Always. <laughs> Why does I give such a well. bloody speech? <laughs> I are a race of monsters and sworn enemies of my people. I think reading between the lines, they are the ones attacking my world. I am minded to think one has somehow got mixed in the messages. I am minded to think that one has somehow got mixed in the messages my people were sending me, and it is now taken up residence there, explains Bob. Shit a brick! Do I not like the sound of that? murmurs Glandolf. How can one of these blagogs be overcome by skillful and deft swordsmanship? says Crazel, unsheathing his sword, strutting around the bar while busting out a few moves. No, a sword cannot harm the Blargog's natural armour. The only way to best the Blargog is to engage them in a game of I Spy. One must outsmart a Blargog foe, or at the very least die in so trying, says Bob. Well, game of I Spy, eh? Yeah, who would have thought it'd be so easy, but then they solved the last book by simply solving the puzzle. They did. And you know, I, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, Tolkienian over, over things. I'm getting Tolkienian vibes here. Well, I'm getting impression that they're saving the world. Is it Charles' game? Yeah. Well, you see, in, in Lord of the Rings, I, you, 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 you never read. Have you never read no. the Hobbit? Have you? Well, see, in the Hobbit, uh, Bilbo, who's the, the, one of the main protagonists, finds the magic ring, but he, he wins it off Gollum. Uh, uh-huh. Or he sort of he tricks Gollum out of it by playing a game of uh, riddles. So I can oh. see where this is coming from. So, but they're playing I Spy. That's quite clever. Yeah, I think so. Well done, who came up with that idea. Mm, good AI. <laughs> I see. Then tell me, Moonbeam Dawning, is your skill at I Spy any use? Wah, 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 wah. I, 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 I'm not too bad, stammers Moonbeam Dawning. Very well, then. Let's see what you got, then, fella, says Grandolf, patting the hippie across the shoulders. They approach the stairs leading from the bar to the cellar with Moonbeam Dawning in the lead. He begins to tiptoe down one step at a time with the others close behind. But as he steps onto the second stair from the bottom, the silence shatters in a deafening creaking sound. Oh, bloody hell. Who's that? Say <laughs> that. This is a blargog, unfortunately. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, fancy being a blog. Fancy being a blargog. Who's there? Says a voice laden in doom and menace. It is I. Oh no, hang on, it's not that's Bob. Uh, oh yeah, he said Mary. It is I, says Moonbeam Dawning. And who exactly is I? Well, hang on, something's just happened here. What, my voice? No, your voice is great. <laughs> it's just broken. Oh, it's just bloody Norton. Norton antivirus is just. <laughs> bloody Norton. <laughs> Bastards. Ah, uh, uh, me! Stuttered. No, that was what I Bob. Me, stutters Moonbeam Dawning. And what do you want, mate? Oh, God. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> straight ahead. Says the voice in a strange Australian twang. <laughs> oh, uh, over to you. <laughs> I can't do an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> to play a game... I don't know who we are now. To play a game of I Spy, says the hapless hippie. That's my favourite, mate. But I gotta t- <laughs> tell you, you lose and your toast, buddy. Says the Blargog. Australian accent. No, it was good. That's good. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm gonna go with that. That's all right. those. I can never visit Australia now. No. Uh, Bouncy, I go first then, says Moonbeam Dawning, thinking quickly on his feet. 
Grandolf nods to the others in approval at his bit of quick thinking. Quick thinking is something that always impresses Grandolf greatly. Attaboy! Have him, my son! He whispers in Wingbeam Dawning's ear. Yeah, no worries, mate. Do your worst, fair dinkum, says the Blargog. Huh? Okay. I spy, with my little eye, something beginning with Q. To Wingbeam's despair, the answer comes back immediately. Well, sort of. Oh, shit, that's me. That's you, yeah. Peace out, peace, fella. The answer is questers. Come on. <laughs> you will have to do a hell of a lot better than to beat me. Than that to beat me. Right, my go. And don't forget, you screw this up and you're a gunner, chum. <laughs> Says, Says the blog. Says the blog. It's good. It's good stuff. Says the blog. Oi, spy with my little eye. Something beginning with D. Another blood-curdling scream tears through the silence and suddenly there is a horrible bubbling and gurgling sound. Pristina switches on the cellar light and a horrific sight meets her collective gaze. The light reveals the Blargog in all its grimness. However, sticking from its throat is Krazel's sword and pumping around the sword is a constant spray of purpley-black blood. The Blargog is clutching at the sword, but it's no use. Blah, blah, bloody bastards! It groans as it crashes to the cellar's stone. <laughs> it groans as it crashes to the cellar's stone floor tiles before turning to dust, which blows away on an ethereal breeze. Oh, thank God for that! <laughs> well, I think I'll write him back in for next week. <laughs> Five seconds later, there's not so much of a trace of it. The blargog, that is, having been there, not even a single drop of blood. Well, well, well. Now, who thought that trick that dear old Sly showed me in Throat Slasher Mayhem would have worked on one of these Blargog lads? Laughs Grandolf. Nice work, old-timer. Aye, top job indeed. And I never even felt you take my sword, says Crazel. Sound a bit like Mr Scott from Star Trek. <laughs> well done, Grandolf, says Bob. I'd have got D anyway. It's dark. Obvious when you think about it, says Moonbeam Dawning. It may or may not have been. We'll never know. But I think we've earned our black... But I think we've earned our black currant wine before we make ready for tomorrow at 9.09am precisely when we reopen the farce hole, smiles Grandolf. And that's the end of that chapter. What a chapter it was. It certainly was. Lots of voices in our heads. Lots of voices there, yeah. I thought I thought Kylie Minogue had turned up there. <laughs> that was a rubbish Australian accent. As a blargog. I'm glad he's dead, otherwise I wouldn't have to um, <laughs> Well, he's dead. He's dead. Who's to well, say he hasn't got... Who's to Swiss say accent. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the next yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. Oh, uh, oh, and look, there's Brian getting twitchy. He knows, he knows the moment is near. Ah... Uh. Finally, it's time for my bit. You know, I can't help thinking that it was better the way we did it in season one. With me reading the story. Yes, I know what you're saying, Rob, but the thing is, we've had a lot of positive comments about you reading the horoscopes. People are really liking that. Oh, they totally love it. Didn't you see all these emails? Yeah, we'll have to cut you in on the email account, but honestly, we can hardly get moving in the email account. There's made so many sort of glowing testimonies. Compliments. How yeah. wonderful it is, and people like wanting theirs read by you. Yeah. Ah, I see. Well, perhaps we'll try it for a little longer then. Good. Now, um, I've got this here. This is um, 
This is um, for you to read now. It's a horoscope for Olosia. So then, Mr. Brian, come on, front and centre, please. Very well. I shall begin. A horoscope for Ologia. On Monday, Mars will be moving two inches to the right in the night sky. A personal war is likely to break out. Make sure you have all of your spears aligned. A drawbridge may not rise. Pay attention to the person who shouts from the turrets. Because Venus stays where she is, more or less, the answer to your question will be influenced by how you ask your question. On Wednesday, courage and battle-hardiness will be needed in an important job meeting. On Friday, Mars will move too more inches to the right, so you will have to watch the pennies and maybe refrain from buying that armor, Polish. Well, there you go, Ologia. Hope that hasn't uh, unsettled you too much. <laughs> Ologia is there. <laughs> no. She doesn't exist, no, you know. No, 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 but we're, you know, we're playing the part, we're playing the part. We're wearing the mask, love, we're wearing the mask. She exists in our minds and that's all that matters. Exactly. <laughs> So we're just going to go for, yeah, we are. Um, yeah. for today and uh, we'll be back next week. With another scintillating chapter and another stars reading. So don't forget, if you want your stars read for you by Mystic Brian, please contact us on our email account, which is gcdontfly at gmail.com or look us up on our other social media platforms. Green Cows Don't Fly, we're the only ones out there. And you can contact us whatever way you like. Yeah, so be in touch and uh, we'll send you a, well, the horoscope for you and also leave some comments if you like. Oh, yes. And, and of course, we're forgetting how remiss of us. Don't forget to go to Amazon and again... Buy the book. Buy the book. <laughs> the Quester's Guide to Saving It, brackets, the world that is. Two versions for your delectation. You can have an e-book at two ninety nine and B, a proper paperback at... Six ninety nine, and we've already got our first five star review, which is fabulous. Yes, we have. So we've if got... you read it, if you buy it, really, please leave us a review as well. Yes, five and stars, thank you. Five stars would be excellent. Uh, six if you like. Just say how wonderful it is. Yeah, and uh, leave a bogus name. Say I don't know, um, J.K. Rowling or something. <laughs> 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 and Bob's your uncle. Oh, well, Bob's no, Bob's your hologram. But you know what I mean. That's always time to get out of here then, isn't it? <laughs> yes, bye. See you next week. Bye all.